Dana, how did you spend your Halloween? Uh, grading papers. Oh, well, that's... Chris, how did you spend your Halloween? I went out and got pussy. I never want to... Oh, my God. All right, well... Uh, okay, dude, bro. Well, that conversation has been terminated. All right. I kind of feel dirty. You? Did you do something fun? Uh, you know, well, Halloween is, uh, it's in the future, so I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I'm glad both of you guys had answers ready to go, but, uh, I live through time as a straight arrow path, and I cannot predict the future. <laughs> and um, also just can't make something up on the spot. <laughs> uh, that's my entire gig, is making things up on the spot. I don't do my homework. Uh, hello, welcome to KinkCast. It is a podcast about alternative sexual lifestyles viewed through the lens this, of... This month is Thank KinkCast. No, no more th- no, no more themes. No more... Th- uh, actually... suggested episodes. No, see, the the three ending months of the year... Because we would like to thank, thank our listeners. Shut up. The final three months of the year <laughs> We've are... We've already rescheduled stuff when you were left. The three final months of the year are about the essentials. You got October, which is about sex. You got November, which <laughs> is about food. And then you got December, which is about family. It's all that matters. Materialism. And materialism. <laughs> but then it gets to January, which is the socialism month. I thought November was about football. You, you know what? Do what you want. I don't, I'm not in charge of anybody. Do you know how terrible the world would be if I was in charge of it? It'd be a miserable place. Um... Let's get right down to brass tacks, folks. We're doing a big old episode today. We're, no, we're doing not a, talking about brass tacks. Brass tacks? I feel like that could be a cool fetish that involves like <laughs> glowing body paint. Do we have a body paint episode planned? Um, no. no, but we can add that to the list. Because I really love that stuff. Well, that doesn't it's matter because this week, this month, we're thanking our listeners. No, we're not. Hi, thank you for listening. It's not like a theme or anything. We're always thankful to have <laughs> listeners. Um, but as it stands right now. Getting a phone call, but I'm going to reject it because I appreciate my listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week we're doing what is the proper term? What's the least offensive term? Dana? Nullification. Nullification is Nullification. literally what it's called. Or you can refer to it um, as um, complete castration and penectomy. Penectomy means exactly what it sounds like. It is a panini that is the operation of cooking a panini. Thank you. It's kind of related to. Apo, apoto, apoton. I'm usually pretty good at pronouncing stuff. Potonophilia, potomophilia, uh, sexual desire to be an amputee. This is the sexual Not study. Sexual desire for amputee. This is a sexual. This is a sexual study of castration, as it was covered in the film *Julie and Julia*, starring Amy Adams and Meryl Streep. I believe that film is about sexual castration, if I'm not mistaken. I thought that was Jack and Chill. Let's uh, let's do a get to know you game. Uh, I have no idea how to work castration into a get to know you game. I guess uh, how would you remove a penis? <laughs> We're going to introduce ourselves and say how you would go about doing that. Um, well, I've seen um, Robin Hood Men in Tights, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the gentleman in or the the priest in that who are video. you? Oh, I'm Dana. Hey, Dana. Um, he had like a little mini guillotine, and he had like a carrot, and he like showed how you put the carrot in, and then it just. I thought that then, was for circumcision because he was Jewish. Yes, and that's the joke. I feel like I would use the same tool and just oh, like st- just you just shove everything. You just widen the hole a little bit to where the, all the stuff fits in. There and then he just was, he was a rabbi was he yeah oh that was the what joke. did i say priest yeah i'm sorry that's the joke is that 
they changed the the <sighs> brother uh, Friar Tuck to a uh, Jewish. That's uh, that makes character. sense. That shows how comedy. recently I've actually watched that movie. It's it took a me a, a long time, in my adult life, to find out what um, what uh, wow circumcision circumcision actually was. Uh, when I was young, I thought it was a vasectomy. I thought they were the same thing, and. I had like an existential crisis where I thought my parents had gotten, did not want to have grandkids for some reason. And that got me upset. When I was very young. But I thought it was called circumcision. So it's very confused. When I was very young, I thought circumcision was cutting the head off. So I thought that I was uncircumcised. Because <laughs> there's a head. But I found out it's just a sweater. That was a fun Google search that then there way really, later in life. There really is a lot of like misinformation out there on this topic because frankly like I didn't know what it was I, th- I thought the same thing as you like you just cut the head off because then that makes sex not pleasurable anymore because so there's so much sensitivity in the head and no there's like, still enough in the neck <gasps> God is an awful person or humanity or awful yeah, things for really. like insisting that like all good Jewish little Jewish boys should have their most sensitive part cut off but now, like, I know that that's not true. No. Uh, I'm Tommy, and uh, to remove a penis, I would freeze it with liquid nitrogen and shatter it. I think that would look <gasps> oh, cool. Oh, God. You wouldn't feel it. It would just look gnarly. You would feel it for a minute. You'd feel it when it was cold. Oh, it could be like that scene from that train movie. Oh, I was thinking more Terminator 2. Oh. That train movie. I finally added. Captain America. I've added one movie to my list of movies I'm allowed uh, to reference. Terminator 2. Terminator 2 has made the cut. No, there's a train movie with Captain America where everything's frozen on the outside, so they all have to live on a train. Oh, you don't actually. You mean the actor. You mean Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. Okay. And they stick someone's arm outside the window, freeze it, and then bring it in and shatter it. That's like if they did that with someone's dick. Yeah. Cool. Chris, how would you get rid of a penis? Uh, I, I would tie a bunch of rubber bands around the base of it oh. and let it rot off. Is that actually a thing that people do? They do Sometimes. it to have cattle. Yeah. No, they do that to the testicles, not to the penis. Yes. But yes. Yes. So if you are uh, very young and don't know, the penis is made of two separate parts, technically three. There's no, the, the penis. penis is the penis. The <laughs> penis is the whole thing? You said the penis is made of three separate parts? Well, so the... The, the, the male genitalia. The male genitalia is constructed <laughs> of three separate parts. There's the penis. And then there's lefty and right. And then there's good old lefty and righty. And you could call the scrotum a fourth part if you want. I was going to say, it's the testicles as a collective, yeah. right? And then it's the scrotum. So nullification is going to just be the penis. No, it's like giving the old right no. hook. Nullification is the entire process. Oof. There's partial nullification. Which is just um, penis. Castration. There's castration, which is removing the testicles. Castration is just the testicles. Yes. Yeah. I did not know this. Yeah. And uh, so, penectomy is the removal of the penis. Yeah. Panini. So, Do you yeah, want to dive right in? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can put it on panini press. Oh, oh God. Jesus. That just grills Sadistic. It. Um, this so, is so painful. I don't even have this part, but like, I'm, I'm like sympathetically is, like groaning. This was the hardest thing to research. So we're going to go a little bit into history, but we're not really here to just discuss sexual mutilation. We're mostly here to discuss it as a as a sexual as a sexual preference or as a sexual longing. Yeah, and there's a large group of people who actually still, even to this day, request this to be done. Whereas in the past, it's not always been voluntary. Um, nullification today is actually something that is usually requested. 
um, by, by people desiring to be, um, well, one of, there's a bunch of different like terms that are used to describe, um, you know, people that are wanting to have this process or this, this procedure done. Um, and they can be referred to as eunuchs, nullos, or smoothies. Um, sometimes they prefer gender fluid males or neutra, N-E-U-T-R-O-I-S, neutra. Neutra. I've also seen, uh, Masculinos. Yeah. Nulls. Yes. Masculinos. Yes. And those are people that typically still prefer the pronouns he and him, um, even though they no longer have that part um, that it's, would, I guess, identify them as I, such. I did see an interview that was saying this, like, this, the, the guy who participated in this mm-hmm. uh, did say that this is, or said that this is not a trans. Gender. It doesn't have to be. It yeah, can no. be. It, it, yeah. This it can is. be. A, this can be a aspect of gender dysmorphia. This can also be a sexual desire, and I suppose it could also be the wanting to shut off of sexuality for some people as well. Right. Well, a lot of times removing the penis and or the testicles could be a remarkably fulfilling and relieving experience because finally they have their body reflecting what they feel they should look like or desire to look like. Yeah. So, um, and it's, it's a complicated area that I mean, I'm sure we're going to get into the ethics of it. It is, mm-hmm. um, it's very easy to call something like that, you know, entirely beautiful. It's very mm-hmm. easy to call something like that mutilation. Mm-hmm. And it's not black or white like that. And right. I think it very much comes down to a case by case basis of what it means to that individual because mm-hmm. there are going to be situations where, no, you should not harm yourself that way. And there are going to be situations where, oh, you've really thought about this. You're going to do it safely. It's going to make your life better. Right. Well, and there's been a lot of, like we discussed before, like there's a lot of misinformation out there and there's a lot of judgment um, and a lot of um, uh, just people being kind of grossed out or disgusted by the idea of somebody wanting to remove that most essential part of their gender identity or their sexual identity. Um, And that is one reason why there's a lot of doctors um, that won't perform the surgery. Doctors won't perform tons of shit. I had a friend of mine who uh, wanted to get a vasectomy, and, mm-hmm. and I'm not using the wrong term. He wanted to get a vasectomy at the age 21, mm-hmm. and doctors won't do it. Was mm-hmm. he circumcised? <laughs> no. It does the same thing, You got thing, your right? terms reversed. <laughs> no, he, doctors, there's a lot of shit they won't do, and especially when we start getting mm-hmm. into, uh, I'm going to say... Sexual, not customization, sexual alterations mm-hmm. on the body. Yeah. A lot of doctors won't touch that. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of doctors that are afraid of like uh, malpractice lawsuits. Mm-hmm. And so they are like, you have to go to a psychologist and like prove that this isn't like a uh, dysmorphia kind of thing. And see, I'm going to go through this one out there now because this is a false equivalency. And I'm sure a lot of people would use this a false equivalency. Mm-hmm. If someone came in and they had the sexual desire or ordinary desire to have an arm or a leg chopped off. Mm -hmm. No doctor in the right mind would ever perform that. But the penis is not an appendage in that sense. Uh, I think it's safe to say, well, we do not rule the world. We're just a council of, you know, college graduates Mm -hmm. do this for fun on the weekends. I think it's, it's pretty safe to say that no one should have their limbs removed because they want them removed. They can, if they have some sort of nerve disorder and they're in constant pain, Mm -hmm. um, with that said, the penis is not an essential appendage to get by in life. It can be taken off. 
It just has to meet certain psychological standards, I suppose. Yes. Let's get um, into those before we really start discussing the ethics of it, I guess. Yeah. Um, it really has a lot to do with um, meeting with the right people um, in order to arrange for, um, um, you know, some kind of surgical procedure to happen. So one thing that I looked into was... Um, DIY? Uh, different... Well, no. Uh, well, I mean, I, I saw that as, why, as well. But um, one thing is because of the lack of doctors willing to remove patients' penis and or testicles, um, those who are seeking to become eunuchs tend to seek out help online through forums, um, which there's a large collective of of forums um, uh, with other people that are interested in the same thing. Um, Is this its own private forum or is this a segment of FetLife? I imagine this is kind of separate. This is not necessarily a a fetish. Um, Some people do um, still like get involved in FetLife. Yeah. Um, And some, I mean, I guess it's, it's from what I was able to find. um, It's more of a sexual identity than it is a fetish or lifestyle. Those seeking this procedure tend to be very secretive. Um, and it's kind of a secretive subculture because there is so much judgment about it. Yeah. Um, and it says, according to a survey of voluntarily castrated males, only 30% had even told close friends and only 11% had told uh, family members. Really? So, like, this is a very small, I mean, I feel like it's actually a larger group of people than people are aware of. Yeah. Um, but it's it's very secretive because, like, why would you want to get rid of something you know, that works just fine or doesn't, I mean, you know, when you can even remove gender out of it entirely, it's just mm-hmm. the idea of, of, I don't know if sexual mutilation using the word mutilation is supposed to be, have negative connotations. I suppose it does, but the idea of someone wanting to willingly remove their genitals would sound jarring to the layman. Yeah. I think mutilation is not a, a great, like appropriate term for this. It's self castration. Just castration or or penectomy. penectomy. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that said, though, I mean, it should be said that there are going to be instances where a person is is incorrect in these wants slash needs. Yes, and, and I think that the, what makes it sexual mutilation versus what makes it fulfilling is the psychological profile of that person. I've kind of already worded that idea yeah. in the sense of case by case basis, but. I would hazard a guess. I'm not going to put a percentage on it because that's a thing that only assholes do. Mm-hmm. But I would guess that whether it's 1% or 99%, there is a segment of individuals who are craving a penectomy or castration who that would be self-mutilation ultimately. It would be punishing themselves needlessly. It would be mm-hmm. the wrong decision. Right. And it's a very hard decision to undo. Yeah. So I, I did read some uh, – or. I read an interview, so a lot of this is anecdotal from one person uh, talking about his experiences within the community and uh, doing this uh, to himself, is that uh, from his experience and him knowing other people in the community, it does start with genital self-abuse and Mm self-harm. Yeah, uh, like uh, tying a rubber band around your testicles. Uh, or shoving a needle through your testicles mm-hmm. uh, and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, some resort to self-castration, uh, castration by non-medical professionals or self-inflicted testicular damage via injections of toxic substances because there are so few physicians willing to perform uh, elective penectomies. Some even resort to using cattle clamps and rings to aid in their excision. This is not safe. Not safe, not safe at all. And the 
as far as the interview I read, uh, he called the amateur uh, surgeons that perform this for other people uh, cutters. So, oh. I mean, again, there's not going to be the hard data out there, but but just from guessing and just entirely speculative, do we think that of the community of people who have had this performed, they did it either DIY through shady medical practice or legitimate medical practice? Where do you think those percentages are? Again, anecdotal, no idea. But uh, he's this Your man source. claims that uh, uh, I think it was uh, up to uh, three quarters of people who do this, do it through amateur or self, uh, and mm-hmm. then just don't tell anybody. Seventy-five percent. Yeah, it was. It was either two thirds or three quarters. It was a majority. Wow, I know. I did find one study from twenty fourteen um, by Johnson and Erwig. Uh, they explored the hidden world of self castration and testicular self injury. Um, which is the result of a lot of these people that are seeking nullification whenever they are denied or uh, cannot be given professional care. Um, Though this usually just focuses on this study, particularly only focused on castration, um, not penectomy. Their analysis is relevant to the group of men who seek these procedures. And it's really sad to see how many um, like resort to doing it themselves whenever, I mean, I think a lot of people do seek out professional care first. Um, but sometimes the costs are too high or, um, they cannot find medical professionals who will take them seriously. Yeah. And I, I, I do want to like re clarify what I was saying. That was for castration, amateur or self castration. Mm-hmm. Most people do not see amateur Penectomy. Penectomy. Because, because it's a major artery. Uh, it, it is a major surgery and the uh, urethra needs to be relocated. Yeah. That yeah. doesn't mean it doesn't happen. It does happen. It's just super shady. So to ask the immature question that is at the front of my mind, and I'm sure it's at the front of other people's minds too, mm-hmm. um, if you do have penectomy, how is urination happening? Is the urethra just relocated so where it's, quarter, it's, it's kind of like a front-facing? Re- it's relocated to the base. Mm-hmm. Where the base of where the penis would have been. So it's mm-hmm. just like a, a tree stump, and there's just a small urethra. Uh, I urethral. can show you a picture. I'm, I'm not afraid of seeing pictures. Yeah, basically that's what happens, is that everything is removed, and that is just kind of rerouted um, a little lower down, so that's still, like, urination is still comfortable. So it cannot be stressed enough by us as, as, a, as a panel mm-hmm. that DIY surgery is a surefire way to die, it could very much harm you. I would imagine just from blood loss. And, like, and, but that's that's castration. I would say that castration DIY is extremely dangerous. DIY penectomy, impossible? I don't really know. I mean, I imagine... I mean, obviously not impossible it's not, because it's done. Yeah, it's not impossible. It's just... But I'm trying to imagine how, you, how something as complicated as relocating your urethra so that you have an active... Mm-hmm. Goodness gracious. Wow. Describe what you're seeing. Uh, it is a man who has had a penectomy. Surgical? And, and castration, yes. He looks like a nice uncle. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, it kind of has, like, a little cross shape, mm-hmm. like a, a capital T-shaped mm-hmm. scar that runs across where, um, uh, Where the penis was. Yes. Right? I mean, so we're like it comes out from the rest of the pubic mound. It looks, it looks, yeah, the pubic mound without a penis on it really just looks like a feminine. Mm -hmm. 
like the, the front of a female. It looks like right. a Ken, Ken well, doll, see, except with the line drawn across. Yeah, right. And this is how this is how some. Um, and I had the I had actually had the pleasure of speaking with someone um, uh, who was actually seeking out this procedure and was having this done professionally. If I may um, ask before we continue, uh, mm-hmm. what was their reasoning? Seeing as there's there's multiple perspectives. So in speaking with this particular individual, um, it was nice to, you know, I, I reached out basically to him. Um, and he said that basically he was a straight man who just did not identify with his penis and did not like the feeling of it being there. He said that it was uncomfortable, that it felt like, um, it was difficult to walk because, um, of ample size, um, and basically just did not want to have anything there and had always desired to be smooth down there. Um, so that's why he refers to himself as a smoothie. Um, wanting all of that to be done, like basically everything to be removed down there. And then also to have like laser hair removal so that it would never be hairy. There so either. is that, is that a gender dysmorphia or is that just a preference to be smooth? Um, it's a, it's a dysmorphia, right? Like his, but is it a gender dysmorphia or just a dysmorphia? That's, I'm, I'm not exactly sure. I don't, I guess I would have to think dysmorphia. about it's body yeah, dysmorphia. because he didn't identify with that particular part of his body and found it very painful and, and uncomfortable to have. I know, uh, uh, the gentleman in the interview I read, uh, who went by the pseudonym, I'm guessing of gelding, mm-hmm. uh, he also claimed to have been very large mm-hmm. and, uh, was, uh, mocked for it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, during uh, a soccer match or something got injured Oh, and, uh, gosh. it, they fixed everything, but he had like, uh, nerve damage or something. Oh, gosh. So, uh, he did have, after he left the military in 94, I think maybe mm-hmm. 99, uh, he got, uh, castration performed, uh, which was done under the thought that, you know, there's nerve damage, so mm-hmm. it will help him. Uh, and then, uh, in 2014 or 2014 is when the interview was done, but in the uh, late 2000s, he got, the rest of it chopped off. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me. Also claiming that uh, it was for nerve. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was also... Uh, he he was saying... Uh, he's a, uh, a homosexual gentleman. Mm-hmm. And uh, he thought... Like, whenever he would have a lover, mm-hmm. uh, he would always get annoyed by the thought that he... Because he's a bottom. Mm-hmm. That he should be participating interchangeable yeah yeah oh okay and uh and then this way it's like see it's a way of like showing like see you don't even have to worry about yeah i was i was gonna ask about that and and i think that from i mean common logic i imagine that a lot of folks who end up going to be smoothies are going to end up being bottoms Mm -hmm. and that they're going to receive sexual stimulation from the the, yeah well it really depends because some of them um don't just don't identify with that particular part as being a sexual thing at all. And I'm sure it's an asexual. I mean, again, yeah. you can't lump everyone together. Yeah. It's just like talking about any any fetish or sexual lifestyle. It's wrong to say all of them feel this way. And yeah. that's how you really start getting into disrespectful territory. Assume, oh, well, everyone who wants a penectomy is trans. No. Maybe you could make the blanket statement yeah. that everyone who wants a penectomy has dysmorphia, but I don't even think that's accurate. No. Because uh, what I was going to say to Chris is, um, as a supplementary point, I, I imagine that 
there are a lot of folks who crave to have parts of their body removed because of nerve damage. Mm-hmm. I actually watched a documentary about that once. It was about one of the greatest sled dog racers. Oh wow! And he had a uh, he had a bout with cancer, and some complication of cancer was that two of his fingers were in constant pain. He felt like his his fingers were in an industrial press, and doctors wouldn't remove them. So he mm-hmm. just went out one day and just chopped his fingers off mm-hmm. just because he was so fucking tired of, of the pain and dogs not doing anything. Yeah. And uh, wow. doctors, the dogs would have gladly taken his fingers yeah, off. I, I've seen a documentary about body dysmorphia where mm-hmm. people go and would intentionally get something injured to the point of amputation. amputation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I mean... That's one way to force force the hand, I guess, of some medical professionals to do the thing that you want them to do. But that's really not a, a safe thing, and we can't. We definitely cannot advocate for something Again, like that. Again, there's shows. a major artery running through the penis. Right. I, I, if you sever that, that is like I don't think it's as strong as a jugular. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is. I don't know. I don't know mm-hmm. enough about uh, the vascular system. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, but I imagine if you cut that major fight, because whenever you draw a picture of a penis. I don't know how often you're drawing pictures of penises, but you always draw that little vein mm-hmm. running down it. That's a very important vein that mm-hmm. will very much start busting out blood and you will be unconscious in three minutes flat. Yeah, if you just clamp well, it. If you clamp it, oh, obviously, but do we really want people doing that? I think well, it's... No, I just, yeah, you shouldn't perform any surgery on yourself. Um, one thing I will say is that the, the procedure for actually seeking out a medical professional to, um, get this, to, to actually do this procedure, um, is not even something that's well regulated yet. Um, I think a lot of people that are, you know, in the process of, of, uh, transitioning, uh, from one gender to another, there's usually like, there's a, a more standardized procedure than in previous years. Like you have to go and have, um, and meet with a therapist over a certain amount of time. You need to have them write letters of recommendation, you know, approving this surgery, um, a certain number of times from, you know, like, I think it's two different professionals, um, like psychologists or psychiatrists, um, who can actually like, you know, recognize and say, okay, actually this will be beneficial to you. Um, before someone will actually, before a, a surgeon, a surgeon will actually perform this procedure. Um, for those that are th- like seeking out nullification, the process is much more of a gray area because it hasn't been quite so regulated. And so, in like today's world, it would actually be easier to say that you are trans and transitioning, and you could get these surgeries performed no. by parading. Is that no? Because it's a different surgery entirely. Uh, because there, it actually does have a name the uh, process for going through uh, it's called uh, the Harry Benjamin protocol for uh, transitioning mm-hmm. and uh, one of the main things is that you have to be taking female hormones for six months and show breast development before they will uh, perform surgery on you so it's not just like psychological evaluations and all that mm-hmm. it's you have to show that you are show Adapting commitment to it yeah yeah. Before you can have that makes know. sense because then there would be a physical manifestation of the fact that you're not only um, like seeking out this procedure, but you're also taking the medication that's been. Um, I, th- I think it's just like a yeah. commitment thing to show, like, okay, so you've adapted to like having female hormones going through you, mm-hmm. and uh, you have breasts now. It's it's kind of like a last you know, what's a point of no return where it's yeah. like, okay, yeah. are you still comfortable with 
mm-hmm. transition. When also speaking with a therapist is so important for any situation that involves uh, altering one's body. Mm-hmm. And I would hate for someone to misconstrue and I'm about to say it's transphobic because it's not at all. But the actual science and procedures of, of transitioning genders is very much overlooked by this, the flashy politics and just mm-hmm. the rudimentary argument. And we're at this state right now where all anyone wants to do is either celebrate or hate. Mm-hmm. And no one's discussing the nitty gritty details. And it is very important to really reflect on something as important as body modification, especially that severe and going to therapy. Because part of gender dysmorphia is that through therapy, you might discover that you are, you would rather remain in your gender. Mm -hmm. And that's not supposed to be transphobic. That's Mm -hmm. not supposed to be shitting on that community. Mm -hmm. It's the idea that through six months and by doing hormones, you might discover you would like to transition back or remain in the gender you're in. Um, and I imagine it's something similar for this mm-hmm. is that really going to therapy, actually speaking with doctors, if there was a system in place and being able to discuss these things. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's, what's so weird about it is that this is such a personal, um, you know, thing. People that are going through this process may figure out that they actually want to keep their penis, but lose their testicles or vice versa. Like it's, it's, um, you know, it's, it's an interesting process to see what exactly it is, that part that they don't identify with or want to change about themselves. And it's not new either. Right. People, people always treat things like this as if they're brand new. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those sentiments that bothers me so much about how closeted we all are about sexuality, where someone will encounter a foot fetish and be like, wow, that's a new thing. Mm-hmm. Like, no, this, this goes, as long as there have been feet and genitals, there have mm-hmm. been foot fetishes. As long as there has been the idea of gender, there have been people who desire to transition to the other gender or who live their life on the opposite gender. Mm-hmm. As long as there have been the male brain and connected to a penis, there have been people who have wanted to remove their genitals. Right. That goes way back it, to the point that it infiltrated different religions or lifestyles. Uh, I can't quite remember, but isn't that where the idea of a falsetto comes from? Is that a falsetto was castrated at a young age to keep their voice high for choirs? Castrati. 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 I mean, that's not where the idea came from. The idea. I don't know. I'm just riffing. The (laughs) The idea idea came came from from domination from a long time ago. Like that used to be a thing. If you kept slaves, you would castrate them so that they couldn't. Jesus Christ. The the idea of castratis was so that their uh, voice never dropped. So you had the uh, young male uh, high pitched voice. Mm Maybe we should look at history. Can you... I know, Chris... Well, real quick, you you mentioned slaves. There is the reason why we would have so many negative feelings about this, aside from it being mm-hmm. a necessarily violent act, is this has exi- existed in farming principles for a very long time. Mm-hmm. We have uh, removed the genitals of animals or altered the gen- uh, genitals of animals to keep breeding a certain way we want it to be. Mm-hmm. So this has been a practice we have used for as long as we've been farming. Right. Well, it's also... And war. Like, yeah. genital mutilation is extremely common in less progressed countries. Yeah. Like, female genital mutilation especially, but mm-hmm. male genital mutilation as well. Well, we just got yeah. off uh, our Halloween episodes. and you know, Now we're on the spookiest episodes. I know. <laughs> the, uh, but the, the removal of the penis is, you know, it's always had that mystical flair to it. And there are a lot of old black magic mm-hmm. shit or spooky demon shit that involves removing a penis, penises being stolen. And yeah. I actually remember there, there's tales about witches where, like... Uh, uh, after an encounter with a witch, a man will have a desire to lose his penis. 
that's something we've encountered at some point, if or I'm not mistaken. Sometimes there have been, you know, accounts of people um, claiming that their genitals were off. Uh, that their genitals have been possessed. Yes. Um, you know, and so that's a thing oh. as well. Like yes. in Evil Dead, <laughs> his dick running around, and he has to chop it off and replace it with a chainsaw. I'm sure that accounts for some percentage of people who have to remove their penis. But I will say, um, one thing that's kind of interesting is is the fact that you said something about like genital mutilation happening in kind of less developed countries, but it depends on your definition of genital mutilation. Because think about how many, you know, little babies are still to this day castrated. Everybody not in America. castrated. I'm sorry. No, circumcised. 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 Yeah, Here I am. Now I'm confusing. No, they're the getting vasectomies. How is that not also, um, you know, genital mutilation. It really is. And it's because, and it's so funny because I feel like I've seen so many cartoons or not so many cartoons, but I've seen a cartoon <laughs> on the internet. No, that's the thing. Like it has this like, that you know, funny. guy a long time ago who's like, well, you know, his penis should look like mine. Right. When they're asking them, like, do you want us to circumcise your son? It's like, what, well, his mind, his should look like mine. Right. It was, it was something that, let me finish. Your bug bunny is terrible. It was something, it was something that has circulated on Facebook before. And it's because I, you know, I don't know, it's a social, it's a social activism kind of thing, but it's like, well, his, his penis should look like mine. Right. And then, you know, in the next generation, it's like, okay, well, you know, okay. My son, you know, has been born well, what do you, do you want to circumcise him? Well, it's like, well, his should look like mine, right? And so they just continue doing yes, this. Yes, I don't want babies. Circ- I don't want grandchildren circumcised. But circumcision... Well, that's, just, that's just it. That's why it's prevailed is because this has been a procedure that's been around for a long time. And people are like, well, you know, my parents did it to me. Maybe they should do it. I should do it to my son. Well, the so idea behind circumcision, if I'm not mistaken, is the sanitary thing. Is that when the, when the dick is just really... I thought that the reason why it was still used... Way, way back in the day, that's what it's supposed that to That was how they sold it. Um, they were like, oh, it, you know, it, it, it cuts down on, you know, the amount of, of STDs and things that get passed around. I thought that was actually true, though. Mm-mm. Without no, I mean, there's obviously more more places for um, germs and things to hide. But at the same time, as long as you're keeping it clean, just like a belly button, um, as long as you're keeping it clean, there's no reason it's not any more or less sanitary than somebody who is circumcised. Um, the only other difference is, is that a lot of people that are uncircumcised actually um, are able to experience a higher level of sensation. Um, and that's, so yeah, so it's kind of, it it was also touted as, um, an anti-masturbatory aid. Um, if you, you know, remove the, the foreskin, um, there's less inclination to masturbate whenever they reach puberty. And it's never slowed anyone down. Yeah. If you didn't know that, (laughs) I actually, when I first learned that it didn't send me into a funk, like I didn't get depressed, but I remember when I first learned about um, the fact that if you're circumcised, especially if it was done really quickly mm-hmm. or it was done by the intern, mm-hmm. you have lost some sense of stimulation down or there. Oil. And and I remember being yeah, or oil or I think it's oil. I, but anyways, I remember kind of getting angry at that. Is mm-hmm. it like well, we live in this culture that just did this to me when yeah. I was a fucking infant? And Think it how lost. I felt. I thought I couldn't have kids. <laughs> You're really milking that joke for all it's worth. It's not joking. It's traumatizing. But, uh, 
But I remember that made me angry. And I imagine that, I don't know how big our listenership is, but this might be someone's first time learning that, is that, you know, if you're born in an American hospital, they're going to circumcise you. How they give you that? No, they give you their parents the option. Really? Mm-hmm. So my parents, they just said yes, huh? Your dad probably did the thing like, well, his should look like mine, right? I'm uncomfortable. I'm so uncomfortable right now. I'm sorry, now. but it's that's good. literally how but, it works. Uh, but if you want to give yourself the comforting thought so you don't get angry, is it, it, and I don't mean to get gross again, I'm just getting personal, so it's weird. You last longer. But because because if, if you did get a circumcision that uh, altered your your nerve bundle, so you feel less simulation, mm-hmm. you're able to last longer. Hell yeah! So this is kind of <laughs> this is kind of changed a little bit from our topic. Like it still relates, but it's the fact like okay, how do we differentiate between like genital mutilation and like a procedure that's been done for a long time? Well, and it seems on surface value, you hear this and you just hear castration, which if. If you're like me, I assumed castration meant the whole entire genitals. I did too. But the twig and berries. <laughs> but this goes much further than that. And this, God damn it, Chris. <laughs> in, in the sense that this can be so many different things. Circumcision is a well-accepted, even recommended procedure. Mm-hmm. And then castration can come from many different reasons, mm-hmm. whether it comes from the idea of having pain. Mm-hmm. Or um, are there people who castrate themselves to be infertile? Because I imagine... All sperm is produced in the testes, so if those are gone and you still have a penis, the penis would still be able to come. It would just discharge. Yeah, you can still you can still come without a penis, Uh, Mm -hmm. but it would look odd. That's right. There's yeah, there's research that's been done. Like you still produce fluid. It's just not account about it. So oh. Oh. Oh, from research, not gelding. Yeah, you didn't take someone home. No, I have a secondhand account. You've got a second-hand account. Third-hand account. account, However many hands away it is. Um, Tell us about that. Because that's one thing I was curious about, too. uh, It is a misconception that you cannot ejaculate. You can still ejaculate. Uh, I wouldn't call it ejaculate, though, because that implies like a burst. And the way he described it is... uh, Like a spit. No, kind of just ooze. Cool. Kind of just like flows out. Like Mm -hmm. Ivan ooze. Uh, Because... Essentially, the way he described it is your dick is a rail gun that is ejecting the mm-hmm. fluid. And without that, it your fluid just builds up at the base of the penis naturally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then without that, since there's no rail gun to ejaculate it, Wait. it just... The actual railgun mechanism, so the the, the the ability for the penis to railgun. I like it's rail, not a real railgun. I know, rail I know. Guns have to excel. But but the the, the gunpowder explosion. I thought that was just muscles in the in the penis. In the penis. So wouldn't it still have that? No, because the penis is gone. Oh oh, I thought you were talking about during castration. You're talking about penectomy. Yeah, penectomy. Okay, so no, a penectomy. Castration, so, you can still jack. Really? So I, I, when it, it, it's the base, so it looks it's the pubic mound with a urethra coming out of the center, so and that and goo comes out of that. Yeah. Yes. And is that from prostate simulation, uh, or is that just from general? Okay, so here's the cool thing. This is one thing I read about, and I I feel like you might have read about this too. Um, in some cases, doctors will leave a fun zone. <laughs> they call it the fun zone, Neurogenous and it's zone. just. Um, it's basically like a, an area where nerves are still hanging out and it's usually located right above, um, where the, the urethra is. The clip. It's a fun button. You just. Kind of. Yeah. And so by stimulating that particular area, um, it's, it's basically, um, it causes a pleasurable sensation, um, that can lead to fantastic orgasms. Also prostate stimulation. Yes. Also. Yes. 
there's more than one. Well, I think we've had another debate on this show before over whether or not a person can can, can come mm-hmm. from prostate simulation. The verdict was yes. Yes. Yeah. There's plenty of testimony that says yes. Mm-hmm. I would assume so. Yes. Blast that butt till. Um, yeah, that's, that's where the real fun button's located. You just have to have a finger. <laughs> hey, just gotta have a way to reach it, I guess. Friend, it's like, it's like that. It's Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. You just have to shove your hand back through all the slime to pull the lift. Oh my goodness. Okay, well, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Tommy. <laughs> Why are there dogs in the studio? They're upset that they've been castrated. They wanted to have, <laughs> voice their concerns. Now I'm thinking about that stupid episode of Rick and Morty where, what is it, Snowball or Snowflake or whatever, yes. like, is like... Where are my where testicles, are my... Summer? That's that's it. That's the one. So. Tommy's favorite fan base to talk about. I love talking about my Rick and Morty fans. They're so cool. <laughs> um. So, let's see here. Um... After surgical removal, the urethra is usually rerouted to the perineum. Hormone replacement also begins. Really? Uh-huh. Would you, um, would you have to? Because yes, I, you have to. I would imagine, and, and again, I'm not a scientist. I'm just a, a human being with a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, Hormone replacement has to begin either estrogen or t- testosterone. Almost immediately. Um, yeah. I would think some people would... would pro- I'm sorry. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Um, to ensure that there is no averse health issues like depression, osteoporosis, or low sex drive, uh, the chemical po- compounds are still necessary to hormonal health overall. You have to be on either one of those yes. um, in order to make sure that you don't have any kind of like serious health issues. Would it be a reduced amount? Because I imagine some folks would, would prefer to get a castration for lower testosterone. Necessarily. I guess those mm-hmm. folks would go on to estrogen if that was uh, if that was the case. Supposedly, there are body builders that uh have their uh testicles removed so that they can be well they've already shrunk to the point where they're useless but so that they are because they're doing steroids and stuff yeah uh so that they can be put on straight testosterone uh which is supposed to be healthier than uh injecting steroids okay oh that's interesting i didn't know about that do you suppose that there are folks out there who are who would not call themselves transgender, but they would prefer to be on estrogen over testosterone? Or is that just being trans? I, you know, I'm not male, sure. I don't think I'm allowed to ask that question. I feel either. like this is something that, it, like, again, this is like coming, this is a, a community that is very secretive. Yeah. Um, because there is so much stigma um, and judgment attached to, um, <clears throat> I don't know, to, to this process overall. Um, well, I feel like for for a male starting estrogen treatments, your body changes. Yeah. So that, that I mean, that's I feel like that's they would have to almost identify as transgender. Well, you really only have to speak to a couple of people to figure out that you know gender is a very complicated thing, and I imagine there are a lot of folks out there mm-hmm. who would even want to change their physical gender, but keep their identity mm-hmm. to keep the gender they've out, they've already identified with. And that's just what's the way some individuals would feel. Well, that's the difference between sex and gender. Exactly. And uh, the, the actual difference between sex and gender is body versus mind. Right. And it can be, it can be mitch, mismatched in any way, shape or form. Right. And really it's all just about, um, I would say self-acceptance and making sure you're making the correct decisions. If you're going to choose to modify your body. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's why the, it, for me, after doing all of this research, I think the best thing that I can 
um, deem this particular procedure is as something that's gender affirming. Um, and I think that that's what a lot of people do, um, whenever they actually go through this process of having, you know, either being castrated or having a penectomy, um, is because it's, it's confirming, um, their, their feelings about their own body and confirming, um, you know, af- rather affirming, um, their gender identity. Yeah, the way, uh, Gelding, uh, said to frame it is not as you're taking away mm-hmm. something, but you're progressing towards something. Mm-hmm. So you're not removing your penis. You're progressing towards a goal mm-hmm. of. For know, some a, smoothness. Yeah. Yeah. A Ken doll like state. Yeah. That was another thing I saw. Yes. A lot of people were talking about the desire to kind of have nothing there, just like a Ken doll. And who's. You know, who's going to claim to have the authority to stand in the way of people wanting to have a more, uh, a better understanding of their body? You mentioned bodybuilders earlier, mm-hmm. and you can imagine someone who wants to reach this peak physical performance and folks shitting on it by saying that, you know, mm-hmm. you're not allowed to do that. You have to, you have to have a big dick and fuck ladies with it. So you, you, I'm not right. going to allow you to want to do yeah. that. What's wrong with you that you don't want to, you know, Stick your penis in something squishy and enjoy that. What, like, right? How are you psychologically damaged that you don't want to participate in, you know, heteronormative sexual activity? And like, that's don't the you stigma. Want the biggest dick possible that just hangs <laughs> below your knees. And- Aren't you just like me and you want to have a giant dick and fuck ladies with it? And that's See? the end of it. I mean, but, but this is the stigma, and that's the problem. Yeah. Is because that's that's what's purported. That's like the the um, social construction of oh, isn't it great to have a penis? Right? Yeah. Um, well, it's so. That's why those who seek medical expertise may find that the process for achieving it is like still very much a gray area and still being standardized. So, well, I mean, our medical community at large is so afraid of malpractice. We could have an entire podcast just just dedicated to how fucked up the healthcare system is in, oh, yeah. in the United States. Yeah. We could have a weekly pro- we could have a weekly show that is just news about. Fucked up healthcare, especially as it pertains to sex and sexuality. Yes, and who can get help for sexuality and who can't? Yeah. So yeah, don't get me started. Yeah, no, because <laughs> I'm thinking like about it. My there's there's not much more to say on this this topic, but mm-hmm. we could just fill like another fifty minutes by complaining. And I'm so, sure we all have our own horror stories. Yeah, because I know I've got my fucking horror stories from dealing with uh, with healthcare in this Same. country. Same. The uh, the interviewer did ask Gelding about uh, the idea of or what what happens after what happens to the testicles and. The, Afterwards. They give them to witches for pre- for medical. Oh, That's, this isn't school king cast for voodoo practices. Am I wrong? Eye of Newt, dick of Nulos. They donate them to be fingers for people who have lost their fingers in accidents. <laughs> yes, big floppy finger. Just. I'm sorry. It hasn't been a funny episode. I wanted to get a joke. In. <laughs> okay. So, uh, what does happen to them? I'm really curious uh, now. So, there are some collectors. Really? Uh, yes. Some uh, some people like to keep them uh, for themselves. Some people just don't care what happens. So, there are collectors. Uh, he, the interviewer, then asked another question after this: that is, uh, is it true that they are sometimes consumed? I'm sure. And he responded by saying that uh, some cutters. Do not request payment. The only thing they request is Details. the twig and berries. 
Really? Oh yes. my goodness. I mean, and, and I will say this, uh, there's this uh, urban myth out there. I think this was propagated by the U.S. government mm-hmm. that uh, if you eat human flesh, it causes a brain disorder. That's a, that's a myth I heard a million times, and I took criminal justice, so serial killers came up all the time, mm-hmm. and everyone believes this. It's, and it's a fun fact, if you go on the internet, it, for years, I think right now, because you know, information has become much more streamlined, but that was a persistent internet rumor, mm-hmm. and something that even predated the internet, I think, is just that if you're going to be a human cannibal and eat flesh, it will cause a brain disorder, and, and cause is. your brain to begin um, eating itself. And that's completely, it's a complete myth. You can eat human flesh... I don't know if you should. I don't know where I stand on that ethically. It probably came about because of mad cow disease. Wait a minute. I do know where I stand on this ethically. You should eat human flesh. I, what if you're really hungry? I no. I I'm, well, there's circumstances. Have you heard stories about the Donner Party? Yeah, I oh listen to the same podcasts. Um, um, what about that? Some uh, women soccer team in eat Brazil? their placentas after having a child That's because yes, it is. It is. It is. Where, human where flesh. do you think it came from? I thought placenta was goo. It's, it's like a, a membrane. Gooey flesh membrane, yeah. yeah. But that's a membrane. I mean, like living human flesh. You mean like muscle? I I mean taking off of, of a human being's penis and eating it. Oh, okay. That's All right. Not a well, muscle. that's um, that's like a it's like a sponge. There's muscle in the dick. It's like a sponge. Is there not, or is it controlled by muscles in the um in no, the pelvic floor? It's is it controlled by muscles in the pelvic floor? But your dick is like a sponge. It just fills up. Where do you stand on this ethically, Dana? Because I, I usually look to you as if, if I'm saying something that is irrational and I'm being too judgmental, usually you're the one who will, who will calm me down. Do you think that if you are a cutter and that you, you take off people's penises for them and your payment is to eat it, do you believe that that is ethical? No, because a cutter's an amateur surgeon. Yeah. Which is I, already yeah. unethical. I was going to say, that's already kind of violating the whole notion of, of ethicality, but... Um, I hmm, cannibalism I is its own entire subject that will probably have its own episode further down the line. Yeah, I was going to say there are a lot of people that like I know a lot of women. Um, the thing is right now that you cook and eat placenta because it's supposed to re-energize and re like start all the hormonal balances that happen after. Um, Isn't that just all birth. a bunch of like pseudoscience though that has no real? Solid. Foundation. I think officially the jury is still out, but the notion is is that all other animals, all other mammals, eat the placenta, and humans shouldn't okay, be. Mean, yeah, pigs murder half of their children. Okay. I don't know the logic behind it. I'm I've never done this myself. Nature, so. nature is fucking hardcore and uh, brutal. Life, uh, but this is for another episode. Um, well, I don't. Yeah, know. I would say this is this is the crown of this episode. Is is where we stand on. On a cutter, or, you know, let's take that out entirely. Mm-hmm. It is a professional surgeon. This, this guy has a full medical facility. This is a mm-hmm. hypothetical, and hypotheticals are not valid in actual arguments. I know, blah blah blah. But play play with it here. This is the future. Surgery has gotten cleaner. Surgery has gotten easier. Uh, and laws have changed. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> the laws have changed, and there's a professional surgeon with a professional facility, and he can remove a penis for you. He just asks that he gets to eat the penis. Where do you stand on that ethically? Where do you stand on the ethicality of someone who is, whose sexual interest is consuming consensually removed penises? Uh, I think if it is agreed upon by the surgeon and the donor, um, and that's I that's between them. I f- I feel like that affects no one else. Yeah, that only affects them. 
Um, and, and they're not losing their life. Yeah. Uh, as long as that mean, like, I feel like that's ethical because they've gone through all the processes of making sure that everyone is consenting. Yeah. Um, and it's done safely and securely and legally. And no one legally. has to die, which is the most important part. Yeah. As long as, yeah. It's... I think all of our money already runs through the military industrial complex. So why not just take the money out of the blood and just go straight to the blood? Uh, because a lot of very rich white people would lose their jobs. Oh, yeah. So if we're not, you know, selling bombs to nations that oh, torture. We need to talk people. about pop culture. Hey, let's talk about pop culture. There was a Venture Brothers character who was a eunuch. <gasps> I yes. love the Venture Brothers so much. Yeah. Let's not forget about Ken. The Kendall. I think that canonically, if you look into the deeper Barbie lore, I do think Ken has genitalia. He has implied genitalia, but that's a thing. Yeah, that's a thing. Wait, it's did, like, didn't we watch the the toys we know together? Uh, yes. Yeah, I Where watched that documentary too. The original Ken doll had the original model for the Ken doll the did penis. have uh, genitalia. Mm-hmm. He was anatomically correct. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, no, nope. chop that shit off. Yeah. Well, no, then he had like a, a mound. They it was, it went through a bunch of stages to how much of a mound he should have. Right. And Just then, like Superman Returns, they had to have a bunch of different cod pieces to determine how big Superman's cod should be. Sex in America is a weird thing. It really is. And then Superman killed General Cod. One other thing I did want to mention. Thank you, oh my Tommy. gosh. One other thing I did want to mention is um, I've actually done a lot of research on this, um, which castration I was in fascinated film by and it. Pop culture. Well, not only that, but also in literature, um, and also as a um, as a conquest sort of conquest, but like colon colon colonization um, kind of procedure. Imperialistic. Um, yes, imperialistic kind of thing. Um, I know for a long time, um, and this is really terrible. I'm trying to remember the name of the book that I actually read, but it was about um, the way that penises have become like such an uh such iconography and then um instruments of power and things like that over time so like used to whenever people would go into deepest darkest africa um they would return and show off these gigantic um embalmed penises as like a a trophy sort of thing like haha i've conquered the most masculine of the you know of this place that you know the british have gone in and colonized whatever so it's really really shitty but i did find sickening i ventured into the dark continent into the unknown found a giant penis oh no (laughs) well so it's it's interesting because this is a thing (laughs) (laughs) i will write that letter okay i was offended by that sketch it's also if you think about it a lot of times these gentlemen that were going into um, colonize and, and imperialize these places were, um, I don't want to say ashamed, but they were threatened by the fact that a lot of um, of indigenous peoples were more well endowed than them. And so in order to um, kind of, I don't know, show their dominance, they were prone to 
removing their genitalia. Whoa, whoa, Dana. I need you to... I want to make sure I understand what you're saying. You mean... I'm, I'm co- academicizing Are this. you saying... Colonial-era British people mm-hmm. had a fucked-up view of sexuality? Yes. What? Yes. I thought they were so healthy, and they revolutionized safe sex and safe sexual mind states. Yeah. It's not like they're the progenitors of every sexual dogma that haunts us to mm-hmm. this day in modern American society. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. So why did they go to Antarctica? Penguins got big old dicks. <laughs> it wasn't just a just a giant, you know. Were they were they not just going everywhere seeking out new dicks? No, new dicks no. to explore. <laughs> but it was it was a part of the emasculation that was done um, as some of these imperial colonies were developed. Um, so they were kind of offended by the. They assumed that okay, this is something that's kind of um, referenced in statues and um, um, like David, who's got a tiny little dick. Yes, they have tiny penises. Well, it Giant was hands. the the concept was at that time that the smaller the penis, the more um, uh, educated, civilized. Yes, the more cer- cerebral. Um, I'll say the 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 more developed, the more intellectual. Um, the person was just like Daddy Donnie. So that means that these people that were underdeveloped—that's <laughs> why he has such a small dick. <laughs> <laughs> that means that these places that were um, that kind like of un, unconquered, um, that were still wild and animalistic, and people that were closer to nature, and um, you know had not been civilized, had larger penises because they were using less of, less of their brain and using more That of their fits dick. right into like fucked up sexist ideas too. Yes. That a woman wanting a bigger dick makes her less intelligent or makes her yes. less society. But that's yes. also fucked going up. along with so, the misconception that African American or that black people have bigger dicks. Right. That's, there's no statistical evidence for that. Exactly. But here's the thing. Like, that's the thing is that they were like, oh, look, we have this, you know, we're more cerebral, we're smarter, we're more educated, yada, yada. And that's why we have smaller penises. And that's why they wanted to. That's one thing that they actually did like the math for. They were like, oh, yeah, you have bigger penises. And that's because you don't use your brain. There's a like, lot of there's a lot of junk science from. Yeah. Well, you know, the whole uh, meeting of, of the Caucasian world to the African world is the genesis of a lot of human suffering. Oh, yeah. And a lot of bad science mm-hmm. and a lot of bad sexual mind states. Uh, really, uh, human beings venturing out to meet each other was a bad idea at first. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll have to find the title of that book because it's one I really should have written down and recommended, but it just reminded me of that. Also, I wanted to um, advocate for watching <laughs> this really interesting um, documentary that's called The Final Member. Um, and this is specifically something that I think I tried to get Chris to watch with me, but I don't think he watched it with me. Yeah, I recommend it. the movie Teeth. Oh, what's that? I about? recommend season two of Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Uh, the teeth the is widow, a or movie. the no, the spider. The spider is a eunuch. I'm talking about yes. Theon Greyjoy. Oh, it might be season yeah. three now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, teeth is a movie about vagina dentata, but it, you can guess what happens in that film. Someone's we'll have teeth. to do an episode on that as well. Vagina dentata. I would mm-hmm. love to do an episode about vagina dentata. That um, is so fucking badass to me. If I had, if I ever got tattoos, I'd probably get a vagina dentata I'm a tattoo. Dentist, I can ask about it. 
So the final member is a documentary that basically is about a curator who's making the world's only penis museum. And he literally has penises Whoa, from all different fuck? kinds of species, but like all kinds have. of different species. The only one he doesn't have is a human penis. So it's his quest. So the documentary tracks his quest to acquire a human penis for displaying. It was on you all um, along. <laughs> yeah, for legally, yeah, for, for doing this. So it's He's really interesting. three times that <laughs> Just a glory hole that leads to a glass jar. <laughs> it's really a fantastic um, documentary. And it's interesting to see the kind of people that are interested in donating their specimen to this museum. Yes. It's got, it's got one of those displays that has a button where you plays audio except it just displays a light that is him standing behind <laughs> that, is, that is fascinating though Dana and uh, yeah it's an interesting documentary and I think he's trying to obtain it legally yeah because there's a lot of like red tape obviously um, that's yeah, he, kind of he could, through this he could obtain a penis you're just getting a human skeleton for a uh, medical school takes a shit ton of red tape, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think. But it's interesting to see um, the kind of information that's out there on this, especially because, I mean, obviously the people that are wanting to donate their their members to this museum are going to be going through the process of what we're discussing yeah, on this t- on today's episode. Trying to find a surgeon, um, all that. Yeah, and trying to find someone, a surgeon that would be willing to do it. Um, while the subject is still alive. We're obviously not going to do... trying to find a surgeon that will give the member to someone. Yeah. Because I, I don't think that's standard surgical procedure to be like... No. To give medical go. waste no, to some, someone, yeah. Some, uh, some medical procedures, if you're getting something removed from your body, you have to actually kind of talk to your doctor and letting you keep it. I know yeah. that... Uh, like, like gallbladder and that Or kind of if you get your dog's testicles removed, apparently it's a frequent question to say, hey, can I have them in a jar? My friend wanted to do it, mm-hmm. and it's a question, and it's a Your fair question. Your friend wanted to keep the testicles? Yeah, just in a jar. It'd be cool. They're my dog's testicles. And you can I, throw the, show them to your dog when he's misbehaving. I did that's, this. That's, Anyways. There's something very wrong with your with friend. With your friend, yeah. Anyways, he's a friend of the show. Anyways. No, no, he's not. <laughs> anyways, anyways. Does he actually listen? Let me, let me talk. Has he been on? He wanted to be on an episode. Don't say his name. I know who it is. Anyways, <laughs> don't say his name. But anyways, he you know, actually listens. I uh, whenever I have a dear friend, I give them one of my teeth that were removed during my uh, when my wisdom teeth were removed. And the only reason I got to keep those, the only reason I got to keep my wisdom teeth, is because I didn't go under general anesthesia and I was awake. And so the second they popped them out, I pocketed them because I knew they wanted my teeth so they could get my teeth DNA and make a Tommy made entirely out of teeth, who would be my nightmare monster I'd have to fight at the end of the movie. So this is another conspiracy. Theory and I was going to say, here we go off the nice, deep end. Like the tooth, they wanted your dollars from the tooth fairy. <laughs> they wanted my tooth fairy money. I feel like if it's yours, like if it's literally coming out of your body, you should be able to keep it. Nope. But I guess no. That's not the rules. They All just, right. I just dump it to the wisdom teeth because they were smashed up with hammers. Yeah. Uh, let's move right into the FDI, which yeah. this is not necessarily a fetish, so please don't be offended by the idea that we're doing a fetish danger index for more of a lifestyle body mm-hmm. mod. But still, I, I think it just goes without saying that this just ends up getting a high four just because if you're going to end up removing a part of your body, mm-hmm. it, I would recommend six months of therapy. Maybe right. that sounds offensive. I, I don't know. I just think that if you're going to commit to changing your body for the rest of your life, it should be really thought through thoroughly. Yeah. And even if it costs money and time, Getting it done professionally, even if you travel to another country to get it done professionally. I, I can't imagine I could ever ethically sign off on someone getting their mm-hmm. balls or, or penis removed in someone's bathtub. I, no matter how good they are at it. 
Uh, yeah, like there's that's a five. Yeah. Getting Don't it do done it. by an amateur surgeon, which is apparently very common, it, it definitely gets a five. Mm-hmm. Like you. Don't do it. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, this requires so much like due diligence of just like therapy and like it, it is a high four, mm-hmm. even if you're getting it done by by a surgeon, a, a legit mm-hmm. doctor. Yeah. From what I could find in, in most cases, um, people seeking out this treatment, um, it requires two letters from psychiatric specialists who approve of the patient's desire and need um, who also approve of their need to be castrated or to have their penis removed or both. So, um, Sounds they like have to, take money. they have to deem that it becomes, it's be a medical necessity and is important to acknowledging, um, the person's gender, uh, I'm sorry, as gender affirming for the person. So, um, yeah, I think even, even going through that whole process, it's still a four. Well, and that goes right back to the idea just the fucked up economics of healthcare in this country in the mm-hmm. sense of, you know, it'd be so easy to be a, you know, staunchy conservative on this and say, no one needs that. No one needs to get that. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is these people exist. We don't have actual statistics on how many, but it's, it's, it is an affliction and it is a desire that has existed for millennia. Mm-hmm. And you have to have two written letters and a willing surgeon that takes money. It's mm-hmm. so going to well, take plane tickets and it's going to take finding the right psychiatrist. It's going to take years. If you are poor and this is what you desire, you have no options. Yeah. And if you're considering um, pursuing this kind of a procedure, I would highly recommend that you um, seek out some of the forums that are listed online. Um, there are a bunch of people who have listed and have done research and or have worked with um, a bunch of psychologists that are sympathetic. Um, psychologists and surgeons. Yeah. Um, that are sympathetic to um, people seeking out this procedure. So, um, I mean, of course, there, I'm sure there are a ton that would refuse on principle to um, write a letter. Um, Dr. Ben Carson. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> sure. But Is there, there are a bunch that are out there that are willing to um, assist you in your pursuit. So seek out those and seek out the forums online for people that are, you know, of the same mind. And you know what? While you're online... Why don't you follow us on Twitter? No, no. <laughs> Terrible plug. That was okay. a great segue. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, follow us on Twitter at uh, Kinkcast Podcast. And you know what? While you're on there, you can go ahead and shoot us a tweet telling us how he would remove a penis. This is despicable. Just like no. this is despicable. How, how this, we, is, this is despicable. How we answered the question at the start of the show. Granted, okay. you are correct. Only if you do it in like. God, if, if you have to do it in funny letters so we know you're joking. Don't worry. Yeah. I will be the one reading it for the most part. Please include an emoji showing that you're just yes. joking here. Show, um, show someone's chompers chomping down on that little eggplant. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um, this was one of those topics that was requested um, by a... It's all requested um, It is. It's all requested topics. Meaning that our next episode um, is also requested. And that is going to be um, episode 60, which is adult baby diaper lovers. So thank you for listening. Follow us on social media and tell a friend. Especially about this episode. And while we play out, let's have a discussion on if we think the end game of today's political should be that we should cut off all penises and we should build a rocket out of them. 
Um, what is happening? Are, are my, you slightly, my slightly, my slightly, my slightly incensed um, political view on that right now is okay. If you're going to end all legal um, abortion access and also birth control access, then yes, we need to put all men or anybody with a penis um, in a chastity belt. Why I should vote. That's should, I'll vote. how you end unwanted pregnancy. I was already <laughs> circumcised, so you know, I, I'm fine. I can't oh, get Lordy. anybody pregnant, apparently. That's Goodbye. perfect. Now we've gone full circle. You <laughs> don't have to follow us online, and please, you don't have to email us. Please you, tell a friend, though. You're the reason that we have any listeners. If you want to, you can, and we would appreciate it, but no one's making you. You're your own free person. Feel the way you want to feel. And if you want us to do an episode about something you're interested in, don't be ashamed. Drop us a line. Reach also, out. Also, if you want to give us, if you want to shout out well I'll do that um also if you'd like to be on the show uh maybe I don't know <gasps> yeah that could be fun I if you're that. an expert in something I need to go home and shower alright thanks for listening uh yeah they should make a giant rocket out of dicks <laughs> <laughs>